You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here. We here at the Health and Wellness Connection podcast are always interested in hearing from our fans and our listeners. If you have any information you want to send out to us, or you have any questions you want to ask me or any of the uh, staff here, please do not hesitate to reach out. Our email is drberryhealth at gmail.com. That's drberryhealth, D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. And lastly, you can find us also on our blog, www.controlyourweight. That's spelled W number eight.com. And of course, you can always find me, Dr. Barry, on Instagram at Dr. Barry MD and on Twitter at Dr. Barry Tech Doc. All one word. Again, thanks for listening to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of those aforementioned uh, sites. Again, Dr. Barry, please enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barry here. I want to thank you for joining us to, or for what I hope will be an exciting episode of Health and Wellness Discussion. So today's show is going to be pretty exciting. We're going to talk about the link between exercise and mental health. People don't understand how important association is. We're going to really expound more on that today, especially because this month is a kind of a unique month. It's May 2019. Um, shouldn't date the show, but I'm going to do it anyway just for today's episode because I think it does, you know, I guess play into today's topic because May is actually an important month, first off. You're into medical observances and kind of, you know, trying to do things that are supposed to be officially recognized. May is kind of unique because there's two important things going on this month. First off, May is National Physical Fitness and Sports Month. So you want to be, you know, be more cognizant of being more active, being more physically fit, being, you know, part of some sort of sporting activity, if you will. But also, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Many Many people, you know... Have you heard of mental illness on the media? Maybe they have a family member who's dealing with mental illness, but don't really don't know that much about it. Well, May is supposed to be a month that you should be trying to explore more about understanding more about mental illness and potentially maybe seeing if you are potentially suffering from something or a loved one might be. And just kind of letting people know the importance of understanding mental illness and really understanding what to deal, what to do with it or how to deal with it once you're diagnosed or you feel you may be suffering from something. But the cool thing about today's show is that we can kind of, you know, do kind of different topics and maybe even combine them. And I think one thing that's important that we talk about on our show is physical fitness and health. But many people don't understand the link between being physically active as as well as being mentally fit. So today's shows are actually going to be about the importance of exercise and physical fitness 
and how it relates to mental health. So, you know, stay tuned. Even though it's a lengthy description, it's going to be, I think, a pretty informative show. But actually, one thing before we get too deep into the uh, the topic with our show, I want to give a really a warm thank you to one of our listeners, um, a company known as I Heart Nature. Really awesome company, known for making a lot of great natural products. They actually sent us a really cool gift bag of some um, awesome soaps made from all natural ingredients. Um, they smell amazing. A lot of just fantastic um, um, ingredients here. They're vegan, non-GMO, non-toxic. Um, really, just really awesome, awesome items. If you're interested in, you know, health, healthy soaps and organic uh, beauty products, check them out. They're at www.iheart-nature.com. Again, www.iheart-nature.com. All right, so back to the topic at hand. <clears throat> now, most people don't understand is that physical fitness and mental health are literally inextricably linked. Meaning that one thing that we've noticed is that people who are engaged in inactive lifestyles tend to have many chronic issues like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, you know, weak bones and other issues. But one thing people don't understand is that you actually can have a direct, you know, effect on your mental health by not being active. And it's seen that people who are not as active as they should be or not getting that ideal 60 minutes a day uh, physical activity are known to have markedly increased rates of depression and anxiety. And it's believed that rates of depression and anxiety are really at their highest levels um, ever since they've started recording such things in many countries like India, China, the U.S., and the U.K., and, um, and others. And what people are seeing is that it's a lot of these quote-unquote developed nations where, you know, people have quote-unquote modern lifestyles. And it's that people are, are, tend to, are tending to be more sedentary, uh, more socially isolated, have poor diets, and tend to have less healthy lifestyles despite living in a quote-unquote modern society. And it's something we're seeing across the board. And because of that, it's realizing that we're realizing that physical fitness, something that humans have been striving to reduce their amount of as a result of modernization and mechanization, actually may be hurting us in the long run, <clears throat> both physically as well as mentally, even though those two are really the same. But, you know, just for clarity purpose, we're going to kind of separate this briefly here. So... <clears throat> We're seeing now that mental illness is something that's very real and can be exacerbated with a lack of physical activity. I mean, we, I'm sure most of you realize, you know, when you're out there, let's say you go for a short walk in the park or you're going to the gym, you realize you feel better. And this is kind of <laughs> what people are saying, how, you know, there's people who know there's you know, gym rats who stay in the gym all day and appear to just kind of live in there. And others who are, let's say they're runners, they just run all the time. They have this thing they call a runner's high where they work out so they can feel good and feel better about themselves. Well, there's actually some real science behind that. Because we all know the exercise, once you work out and really get the blood flowing and kind of feel those 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 um, those hormones pumping, particularly those endorphins and the and, and calphins, those are some of the hormones that really make you know people feel good and actually give people a high that's akin to that seen in those who use drugs. So it's something that's very real and something that has been shown to be addicting and can actually help people 
with their mood and as far as feeling better. Hence the reason why people tend to feel good about themselves and in good in general after a, a good workout. So one thing scientists are seeing is that this kind of effect is something that's not just a, 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 a casual side effect. It may be something that's really essential for proper brain function to help uh, promote a healthy, strong brain long into our life, livelihoods. So it's really important that you know people really understand this concept because working out is not simply just making your bones stronger and your heart stronger. It actually makes your brain stronger and brain more robust. And there's actually more evidence to, to seeing that. First off, one thing that really kind of blew my mind when I came across it is that Studies are now showing that if you are someone who, gave, who engages in regular physical activity, doing so can significantly reduce your risk for depression. It's believed that um, you know one Australian study that came out in 2017 um, showed, again, we talked this before as well, but it showed that those who exercised regularly had at least a 25% decreased likelihood of depression. And regularly meaning just simply once, one to two hours a week. I mean, that's not even a whole lot, but if you did at least one or two hours a week, it was believed that just that little amount of activity could be enough to help reduce your risk for depression. So um, it's really kind of impressive when you think about it because 25% is pretty significant. And if you just simply been, go out, be active, go out there, do something, I think one quant one um, study looked at people who ran for 15 minutes or walked for an hour and just that little exercise alone was enough to significantly drop their risk for depression so it doesn't take much but you know you got to be consistent and that's one thing that we've seen is a lot of studies are seeing is that if people who did it regularly it was about week three four when they started seeing those really significant improvements in their and their mental health. So it's so important to, um, you know, if you're going to be active, to stay active because that's how you really get the most benefit out of any kind of change in lifestyle. You know, just a one-off is not going to be good enough. You have to really be out there really consistently giving it your all to make sure that your body is able to maximize all the benefits from said activity. <clears throat> and one thing also about mental health exercise as well is that exercise can help improve memory and thinking skills well into our older ages so you know one thing we're seeing is that you know you know the, the, the famous phrase use it or you lose it you know people have kind of took that as kind of a tongue-in-cheek saying but it's really becoming more and more you know important as we age and as we understand more about the human body and how it works because it appears that one thing that's one thing that's being seen with the brain and mental inactivity is that when you're actually working and physically exerting yourself, it actually helps promote growth of the hippocampus, which is pretty interesting because the hippocampus is one of the, is a part of the brain that's involved in verbal memory and learning, and and um, and really helping you kind of <clears throat> process memories and keep memories intact. And so it's believed that those who work out regularly tend to help the hippocampus stay viable and stay, you know, functional, which can help reduce the onset of dementia. So I know a lot of people are, are, are worried about dementia and rightfully so. It's a very concerning illness that's been, you know, unfortunately on the rise. So it's believed that dementia, um, they say one new case of dementia is detected every four seconds globally. 
so it's it's pretty impressive like the the levels of dementia that is, appears to be increasing and how exercise may be that that um that that intervention that can help reduce the prevalence of of dementia so um exercise is very important and the more we understand about how exercise directly affects the brain i think uh, the more we'll start to appreciate you know the importance of keeping regular activity levels going to help reduce a lot of the issues that can happen um not you know they include sorry they can develop all the regular issues that can happen when those who don't exercise regularly so it's just so important that you really take exercise seriously because it can really you know do wonders for both your physical as well as your mental health now now we've talked kind of a lot about the link between the brain and mental health and everything else we're going to kind of talk about some awesome ways that you can kind of keep your physical activity levels going and try to you know, keep yourself on point so that you can help get those benefits that you, we've, we're seeing out here in regards to mental health and exercise. So um, stay tuned. We're going to really talk about some really awesome tips and tricks as well as other benefits we've noticed with mental health as well as exercise. So it's Dr. Barry here. Again, Stay tuned. We got really, really awesome information for you coming after the break. Peace. All right. Welcome back to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry here. Thanks for joining us again today. We're talking about the link between mental health and exercise. And it's showing that mental exercise is actually critical to help improve brain function, improve, you know, the, um, the, the uh, activity of the brain and how it functions, as well as help reduce the risk of development of a variety of mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, and, and, and so forth. So now we ask yourself, you know, it's all nice to be out there and be active, but I don't want to be a gym rat, doc. I mean, what do I need to do to keep my, you know, levels of activity high enough to reduce that risk of mental health or mental illness, as you stated earlier. Well, it's been shown that about three or more sessions per week of aerobic exercise or resistance training, um, they're saying between 45 to 60 minutes per session, um, can really be that ideal amount to help keep a lot of these issues we've been talking about at bay. Uh, It can even help treat chronic depression. And like we said, about four weeks typically is needed um, before we start to see some of that permanent effects on the mental health that's being documented. And it's believed this four weeks is kind of the ideal time frame because that's really about how long it takes before neurogenesis takes place. And neurogenesis is a, is a process of new neurons being formed in the brain. And that's something that's been shown to be beneficial in people who are, you know, dealing with depression. New neurogenesis means new neurons which helps the brain function better and reduce those the reduce the likelihood of developing mental issues and it's actually been shown that a lot of the popular antidepressants that people have been uh, taking also helps neurogenesis so you could actually say that exercise can be as effective or has a similar effect on the brain as prescription antidepressants so this shows you the power of exercise and how transformative it can be on our brains, both on a physical standpoint as well as a mental standpoint. And there's really no real side effects, at least 
assuming you take it you know easy and don't overdo it obviously <clears throat> and in addition to the uh, neural growth we've seen in patients who do a lot of exercise in the brain you also of course have that reduced inflammation that we talked about on the previous shows about exercise and how inflammation is also one of the biggest culprits in causing illnesses and causing um, you know pronounced or <clears throat> prolonged issues in the body so you want to reduce inflammation in general exercise is a great way to get that process of reducing inflammation in motion to help reduce some of the concerns that can develop like mental issues and other issues that can happen um, as a result of inflammation and lack of neurogenesis also <clears throat> exercise is a great great natural anti-anxiety treatment so you know one thing about mental illness anxiety is one of the biggest culprits as far as people having to deal with you know stress and being anxious and that can also precipitate other issues including depression and overeating and other other problems um, so exercise is a great way to help reduce that anxiety level because it can help keep you relaxed so it can allow your brain to function in this most clearest state exercise can also reduce the tension that we see in anxiety and stress and what we do know is that once that stress and anxiety is reduced, you will then have a corresponding boost in physical and mental energy and well-being. So, and that's something that's been shown repeatedly. So you want to make sure you're, you're, you're keeping your anxiety levels low as well. And that's something you can do with exercise. And in turn, if your anxiety levels are low, chances are your stress will also be lower as well because all those things are kind of correlated. When you're anxious, you tend to be tense. You tend to be feel more stressed. Heart rate starts to increase. So exercise can be extremely beneficial for helping you relax and helping you get more kind of mentally clear so you can kind of focus on issues at hand and hopefully deal with them in an appropriate and in a healthy way. Now, if you're someone who's, you know, feeling a little down and out and you feel that you may want to start improving your physical activity and maybe incorporate that into your regular lifestyle. It's important that you understand that you kind of have to take it slow and kind of ease into it. You don't want to overdo it or overexert yourself early on, potentially hurt yourself. So first things first, what I always recommend, I always tell people, get a physical by your medical professional. Have you get a full checkup, make sure you're physically able to do a physical routine, especially if you've not been active for a long time. You want to make sure you're not potentially going to put yourself in danger by getting out there and hurting yourself. So once you've kind of done the whole medical checkup and you're okay, the key is starting slow and kind of easing to it, as we said. Um, and secondly, you want to find a part of your day where you have the most energy. Like maybe you wake up early in the morning full of energy and then at the end of the day you feel terrible and don't feel like facing the world anymore. Perhaps the morning would be a good time to really get that workout in. Um, or in the evening maybe. Let's say you're not a morning person. You wake up groggy, feeling terrible. Toward the evening you start to enjoy yourself and have a little more um, energy. Then maybe then is when you should pretend, you know, consider doing your <clears throat> activity to help, you know, keep yourself active. And it's, and it's something that you don't have to do a lot of initially. Just start off with a 15-minute walk two or three times a week. Kind of just get the blood flowing. Get used to being outdoors or being on the treadmill or in the gym or wherever you like to go and you know do your physical activity. And then just slowly ease into it. And as your capabilities improve, you can add on to it slowly. Maybe from 15 minutes to every three times a week. 
make it 30 minutes three times a week after a few weeks maybe go up to four times a week if you're feeling more more capable and so forth until you kind of get to a groove of things and ultimately you'll feel that it gets easier every time that's really the most important concept you have to understand um, once your mind is able to adjust to the physical activity you're engaging in a lot of times you know it's a self-propagating um, cycle where you start to get more energized you want to do more and before you know it you're doing things you probably never imagined you could do so don't um, ever shortchange yourself don't ever really you know give yourself less than a chance to really kind of get to where you need to be because your body is pretty impressive it can do a lot and it can adjust to a lot as well as long as you push it within you know reason you'll be shocked at how um, how great your body will respond so yeah, so if you're doing things, you know, when you're trying to be active, doing it the time of day when you have the most energy is always a good idea to make sure you're able to, you know, feel energized and able to push yourself through the workout. Definitely very important. Now, other tips to do, you know, when you're trying to stay active and trying to find things you want to do to be active, try to find things you enjoy. I mean, it's so important that, you know, if you're feeling down and out, you do something you're already, you know, you're going to enjoy doing Let's say you're not someone who really likes the physical activity. Maybe consider going to an area where you can do things that are physically active but fun. Like maybe consider going bowling, even though you know, or doing something where going grocery shopping or doing window shopping at the mall. Maybe just walking around at an outdoor park or a fair, somewhere where you may be distracted with some of the cool things going on around you. But at the same time, you're getting physical fitness. Um, you know, achieved as well. So try to be creative with it. Maybe you want to consider tackling a home improvement project, maybe resurfacing your front lawn or something, something where you can, you know, be active, do something that's productive. And at the same time, burn some calories and get that workout in because it's so important to do something where you're going to enjoy it. So you can kind of continue doing it because the best thing to do or the best thing about, you know, trying to be active is making sure you're consistent about it. And if you do something you enjoy, that's going to increase the chance you're going to be consistent. So try to do something that you're going to enjoy and try to be consistent. Secondly, you want to be comfortable too. You know, like I said, that's why it's so important to take it slow. If you're someone who hasn't worked out in five years, you don't want to go and I'm going to run 10 miles a day. Eh, not probably going to be, you know, feasible and you're probably going to hurt yourself in the process. So, you know, maybe you want to walk half a mile initially and then slowly build up and before you know you could be running marathons but you want to take it slow and pace yourself and so in some of these things i'm saying may seem like a little bit too sophisticated and if it is one thing i would recommend is consider finding a professional uh, if you're someone who's like i said not been active for a while and you want to get active definitely get a doctor to evaluate you to make sure you're okay you're fit for physical activity and you know That'll be a good way to help make sure you're screened before you don't do something that could hurt yourself. Secondly, if you're someone who's really having a lot of issues with depression or mental illness and <clears throat> you want to try getting active, great idea. But also you want to make sure you're looking out to find a specialist who can help you with the mental illness as well. Because while exercise is an important thing to do to help, you know, help improve your, you know, your risk of preventing mental illness or even treating mental illness, you know, it's no substitute for a full mental evaluation by a licensed professional, be it a psychiatrist or a psychologist or somebody who's, you know, skilled and, and trained in that area. <clears throat> you can still do that at the same time while working out, 
But there's a very, very powerful, powerful, and very important aspect of mental health that involves working with mental health professionals to ensure you're getting that clinical assessment and management treatment because that's really something you cannot replace even if you're an avid runner. Avid runners still get depressed and require assessment by a professional. So just consider or definitely consider looking into you know, finding a professional who can help you deal with some of the issues, especially if you're someone who feels that you're really dealing with problems that you're having trouble coping with at home. One good resource I recommend for folks who are interested in getting more information on mental health, check out an awesome website known as mentalhealthamerica.net. Again, www.mentalhealthamerica.net. A lot of awesome resources there. You can find out more information about how to screen yourself or your friends or family for, for mental health issues, how to find a place you can go to for emergent treatment, or even how to find a specialist who can help you on an outpatient basis and kind of give you more tips and and uh, and um, information and really help you cope with some of the issues you've been dealing with. They even have an awesome in-crisis number, so if you're really dealing with acute issues, they can actually give you over-the-phone live help. They can be reached at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Again, Mental Health America is a great resource. Please check them out. If you have any questions regarding mental health or any things we've talked about on this show, you can find a lot of those resources on the site, mentalhealthamerica.net. So again, thank you for joining us today on the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Um, hopefully you're able to you know, take some good information from this show and apply it to your life. I'm Dr. Barry. Any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Instagram at DrBarryMD. On Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Till we see each other again. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Podcast. For more info, check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drberryhealth at gmail.com. Until next time.